The violence never ends. Yesterday in Rock Hill, South Carolina, former NFL cornerback Philip Adams fatally shot five, including a prominent doctor, his wife and their two grandkids. And then he turned the gun and took his own life. Grieving continues, it seems, everywhere. A candlelight vigil after last weekend's stabbing at a library in North Vancouver. One woman died, six others to hospitals, with a man taken into custody for wielding a knife. A teacher's being called a hero after fending off the attacker. The trial of Derek Chauvin continues in Minneapolis for the death of George Floyd last year in the Twin Cities. A week's worth of testimony by other officers and medical experts. One testifying Floyd's breathing was so restricted by the knee on his neck that it was almost as if a surgeon had removed his lung. Violence still with us. Even Jesus, resurrected, still displayed his side and nail-scarred hands. Violence will end, but it will only end when Christ finally returns. Welcome to Haven Today, here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series called Easter Stories. It's one of my favorite passages in all the Bible. I've shared it a couple of times before in my 21-year ministry here at Haven Today, and it happens to be an Easter story. It takes place on a lonely road to Emmaus, where two disciples who were feeling quite down were walking home. They knew Jesus had been killed on the cross but they had forgotten that he had told them he would rise from the dead. So when the risen Christ appeared to them on that road, you can imagine the joy they felt. But it's also a precious time because Jesus took time and taught them about how to read the Bible and how he showed up through all God's word. Stick around and be encouraged from this great Easter story that changed the lives of two very down disciples on the very first Easter Sunday. The subject of doubt and confusion reminds me of the feature film that we've been offering for your gift to Haven Today. The movie is Risen, and it follows the story of Clavius, a Roman officer who was tasked with the duty to find the body of Jesus after the resurrection. Our friends at the Center for Public Christianity in Australia asked the screenwriter how he came up with the idea for the movie. The original idea came from seeing the passion of the Christ like many people, You know, it was a very grueling experience, Uh, and then at the very end of the film, after all the blood and the the, uh, crucifixion, Christ stands in the tomb, resurrected, he's cleansed the blood, and he walks out into the world. And I thought, as I was sitting there, this is a story I want to tell. We just saw the passion, and I want to tell the upside of it, the glory of it, right? Then when I got into it, and when I actually started digging into the scripture and looking for a way to tell the story, I, I realized that going back to the old days of Ben Hur, uh, the robe, it would be beneficial to use an outsider because it gave me the leeway to move around Jerusalem and try and weave the backstory of what was happening in between. Because I figured the Christian audience coming to this, they would know the you know the chapter and verse. But an outside audience looking at this, we you know, Clavius stands in for the spectator. He kind of you know allegorically he stands in for modern man looking at this event that happened 2,000 years ago, because a lot of people have have problems with it. And so that was the idea: was that by creating a fictional character and dropping him in the movie we could move around and we could choose to show what we wanted and and more importantly 
it would tell the story of transformation through this person, because ultimately the story is supposed to be inspirational and uplifting, and we could see it transform this one man. That's Paul Aiello, who co-wrote the movie called Risen. I know Christians will enjoy watching this movie, but so will non-Christian friends as well. It's an epic film, much in line with Ben-Hur or The Robe. Very entertaining to watch, but even more, this movie shows how hearts can be changed when they meet the risen Christ. Would you call us after the program? Would you make a gift to Haven Ministries? But would you also ask for a copy of Risen on DVD? And the number to call us at after the program is 800 654 2836. That's 865 Haven. Or visit us at haventoday.org. You can watch a trailer from this movie, Risen. The website again is haventoday.org. Now let's open with a very familiar praise song by Chris Tomlin. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness he humbled himself and carried the cross love so
How Great Is Our God album. That was Chris Tomlin opening Haven Today and Jesus Messiah, a program called Easter Stories. I'm Charles Morris. Adam and Eve heard about it. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all knew it. The sacrifices of the law foreshadowed it. King David wrote psalms about it, and the prophets proclaimed it. And I'm speaking, of course, about the gospel, that good news of a Messiah that was to come and die, but rise again. It's all through the scriptures. That's our focus here at Haven Today, because it was the message of Jesus. Eventually, it was the message of the apostles as well. But they had to be convinced, and that's exactly what Christ did when he rose from the grave. This, as I said, is a program called Easter Stories, and I hope that you are spurred to celebrate Easter every single day of the rest of your life. Not just a single day a year. Christ is risen, and that changes everything. Our actions and our words and even our thoughts are given godly power. Paul telling us in 2 Corinthians 10.5 that we are to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Seems like an impossible task. But that's the point. Without the Spirit's help, we're doomed to continue our walking in darkness. But because of the light of the resurrection, Christ gives us the power to submit even our thoughts to him. We're raised with him and we're transformed completely in him and by him. It'll take our whole lives, but Jesus is making us and all things new. And he does this by his word because it's all about him. That's one of the most important things he taught his followers in the days between his resurrection and his ascension. He taught the greatest Bible study in all of history. The one who is the eternal word of God met with his people. He opened up the scriptures, which at that point was the Hebrew Bible, and he showed that it all pointed to him. And that's the story we find in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. Jesus appeared to the two disciples who were on their way to a little village of Emmaus. And when they realized who they were finally speaking with, they ran back to Jerusalem to tell the others. Here's the text. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they had seen a ghost. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And he said to them, This is what I told you when I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, and the prophets, and the Psalms. And then he opened their minds. I love that phrase, opened their minds, so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. 
And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. And then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. Those are excerpts from Luke 24, 36 through 52, the final chapter in Luke. This has got to be my favorite passage, this chapter, in the entire Bible. When I finally came to understand what Jesus was teaching his followers here, it changed my life. And because this is one of the few conversations we have recorded of the risen Christ, it's very precious to every believer even today. This Easter story has something very practical to teach. To grow in godliness and obedience to the Lord, we need to hear, ask, and tell. Even though the disciples had heard three years' worth of teaching from their Lord and Savior, they needed to hear even more. That's one of the key marks of a Christ follower. They listen. In fact, that's always been the identity of the faithful remnant of the people of God. Ancient Israelites were taught in Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. They were commanded to keep the law of God near them, near their hearts at all times. The Psalms teach us that blessings come to those who hear and meditate on God's word. Why is this? Because God's word is power. It's our life. It's only because God spoke first that the universe exists, and it's because he has powerfully spoken through his holy word that we are saved even today. The disciples had heard a lot of teaching, but they hadn't quite grasped what Jesus was really saying up to that point. And so Jesus, in a sense, opened up his Bible and re-explained it all to them. He had more to say, and the disciples needed to hear. That's our role as well. A lot has changed in 2,000 years, but not this. We must open our ears to hear God's Word. We need it to be proclaimed to us in all its beauty, in all its power. We should read it with delight and humility. Only by hearing it can we come to understand it. And if we're going to understand it, second, we must ask God to help us understand it. The Lord's first followers saw him in the flesh. They followed him all over Judea, Samaria, and even beyond. They were among the crowds who flocked to hear this young rabbi deliver sermons. He was their teacher. He was also their private tutor. He explained his parables to them privately, and he offered more in-depth teaching to them when he was away from the crowds. If anyone was equipped to understand God's word, it was these early disciples. But here they were in Luke 24 the end of Luke's gospel. Their Messiah was crucified, but he was also risen from the dead, and they still didn't quite understand their Bibles. Now, I hope that encourages you. If they had trouble understanding, then it's not such a big deal that maybe sometimes we struggle. What we need to do is ask. It's not a matter of intelligence. It's a matter of humility. James tells us in his New Testament letter, you do not have because you do not ask. In the passage, Christ began with teaching, but they didn't understand. Until we read, he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. 
Reading the Bible is a supernatural event every time you open its pages. We might understand what the words are saying and what they mean, but true understanding is the work of the Spirit, the Lord. And once we've heard the Word of God, let's ask Him to help us understand it. But we can't stop there. If you have come to understand what God's Word says, then you know it's the greatest news in the world, the greatest story ever told. Jesus says that from beginning to end. The Bible testifies that God was sending his son into the world to suffer for us, but to rise from the dead and grant us repentance and forgiveness by his blood. The problems of this world, the violence that I mentioned when we started the program, would never end. They're complex. They span generations. Governments look for ways to solve problems, but they always fall short. We try to as well but we always come away frustrated. That's because the problem behind every other problem is sin. And Christ arose from the dead to conquer our sins. So once we've heard and understood this good news, third, we have to tell someone about it. And that's how Luke's gospel ends. Jesus telling them that the good news of forgiveness would be preached in his name to every nation. We read that after Christ ascended, the disciples stayed continually at the temple, praising God. They didn't bury their talents in the ground. They shared the wealth. They didn't hide their candles under a basket. They shined it out, the light, so all the world might see. That's the whole story of Acts. The gospel advanced as Christians spoke this good news to others. And that's the power of Easter and every Easter story. Not just 20 centuries ago, but today and every day until he returns. What the risen Christ spoke back then has echoed through the ages. The scriptures are all about him, his perfect life, and his saving work. And because he is risen, we must open our ears to hear. We must ask for understanding. But then we must go and tell others.
Light, a music group from St. Paul's Castle Hill Church in Australia. A brand new song called It Was Finished Upon That Cross. Here on Haven Today, I'm Charles Morris and a program called Easter Stories. There are many today who would dispute the resurrection, but our Savior lives. And he is transforming lives now, just like he did with the two disciples who were on that lonely road to Emmaus that we heard about today. And when you meet the risen Christ, your doubts will fade away. And when you watch the feature film that we have called Risen, you'll see a similar story unfold before your eyes. This movie is one of the best faith-building movies that I've come across in a long time, And as we heard earlier in the program from the screenwriter, the story is historical fiction. It's cast in the tradition of Ben-Hur and the robe. It follows the biblical text, but from the angle of someone on the outside. Risen star Joseph Fiennes as a Roman officer who was searching for the body of Christ. And little did he know that his investigation would change his life forever. I believe this film will capture your imagination and encourage you and your own walk with Jesus. So why don't you get in touch with us right now? Would you make a gift to the ministry? But would you also ask for a copy of The Risen DVD? Our phone number, 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us at haventoday.org. You can watch some of the movie there and and then make your gift there and ask for Risen at haventoday.org. And don't forget, we still have copies of Andrew Peterson's Resurrection Letters, Volume 1, the deluxe CD, for your gift to the Haven Ministries. 
It's the finest Easter album I've come across in a very long time, and I think you'll want to keep listening to it all year round. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. When the stakes are high, we need a guarantee. That's why we sign contracts or make down payments and offer pledges. There is nothing more high stakes than eternal life. And in God's kindness, he's given us a pledge. That's what Jesus' resurrection is to us, a guarantee. First Thessalonians 4.14 We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have died in him. The connection is clear. Christ died and rose again so that those who have died in faith will also rise with him. He was raised for our own resurrection. It's a pledge that he will not abandon us in this life or the next. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.